Hi guys, Esther Kesmira here and welcome to another one of my episodes. And today we're going to continue with sales invoices. So what are sales invoices? We spoke about that in my previous episode where we covered what are sales invoices. If you're running a business and you're sending a document out for payment, then that document is an invoice. So it's more complicated than that. That's what so many people don't realize is that some people will say okay so i need to send out um as an invoice to my customer and they'll write their name on it how much it costs what it's for and boom they'll send it but there's so many details that could be missing from an invoice if you have not thought it through if you have not really had like some kind of checklist of what am i going to put on this invoice especially if you're doing it say on a word document and saving it there's so many things that you can miss out on and those things can affect how quickly you get paid and if you get paid at all so what are those things so we went into detail of them yesterday and a lot of them are the company name um, the amount the name of the business that you're invoicing your address the payment terms which is very very important and which is something that is left out the bank details and this is something i have to keep ringing suppliers about on behalf of my clients because a lot of the invoices i see that are sent have no bank details and so we can't make payment and that delays payment a lot so it's so 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 important to add bank details on on an invoice Another thing is the due date. So I'll see a, an invoice date, but no due date. So I don't know when the invoice is due. You know, some people will say, you know, um, pay this invoice and that's it. So you don't know when they want payment. So these things have to be clear in order for you to receive payment. And other things, especially if you if you have a B2B business. So kind of like if you sell goods or services to another business is what we call B2B business. So if you have a B2B business and you're sending out invoices, then one of another important thing is the legal name. So many businesses are called different things, but legally they are not called those things. So if you sent an invoice to another business, you have to make sure you're invoicing the actual legal name of the business. And sometimes it can be different from the actual trading name. So you have to be careful on how you're invoicing. So you that can delay a payment as well. I've seen this happen so many times. So you, you, you chase a payment and the supplier will say to you, sorry, the customer will say to you, uh, we, we didn't receive it because it's been addressed somewhere else. So it's always important to get a legal name from the business before you actually send the invoice out. Another thing is to look for which particular person is responsible for the payment. This is another huge delay in payments being made or invoices being processed. So some companies, if you're dealing with, this is an, an again for B2B, if you're dealing with like a bit of a larger business, a lot of those businesses will have an accounting department. So the best thing would be 
the person who has given you the work, your contact in that business, is the person who you ask, who you can invoice. And nine times out of ten, they'll tell you to send the invoice elsewhere. So, so many people who will do the work will just send the invoice to their contact in the business. And that will bring problems because that contact is not responsible, is not necessarily responsible for hand, for, for sending you payment. Um, this happens a lot. And if it, unless it's a one-man band, if it's a one-man band and they, they, they have a small business and they, they do everything, they wear all the hats in the business, then that will work. But if you're dealing with a slightly larger business, it's always good to find out who you should actually address the invoice to in order to speed payments up, in order to know who to chase, in order for the payment to be made. So that's another important part of invoicing that you should bear in mind when taking on jobs, especially from B2B businesses. The larger the business, the more complicated it is to get payment. So you have to be extremely careful on who you're addressing those invoices to. So another thing is, if you're dealing with especially um, slightly larger businesses, ask them if they use purchase orders, because a lot of them use purchase orders. And to speed up the process, it's always good to add the purchase order on the invoice you're sending to your customer, because then they're able to identify the payment quicker than if there's no purchase order and they have to look for it and it will delay everything. So that is another huge, huge thing to look out for. So whenever you're speaking to an accounting department, always ask if there's a purchase order number that you can include on your invoice. And then also another thing to do is to add the main contact, the person who actually gave you the work, the person who rang you up and asked you to, I don't know, if you're a plumber, the person who rang you from the procurement department and asked you to come and do the repairs, add their name on because then they're able to, some some businesses have to get confirmation from him before they can actually make the payment. So if you add all these small details on, then you'll find that you will get paid quicker. So what are the things? legal name of the business make sure it's on there not necessarily the trading name then the person who placed the order make sure they're on there address it to an accounting department if they have it then ask for a purchase order always 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 purchase order number if they have one request for it add it on the invoice then Add the name of your main contact so they can approve the invoice because normally they're the ones who will give it the okay. Then payment, important, huge, huge, huge. Add it in there in capital letters. Payment is due on the 27th of July, you know. Put it there in big capital letters so they know that this is when we have to make payment. Give the payment terms. Be very, very clear. Have a paragraph at the bottom saying... This is our payment. This is when the due date is. Huge. I normally put it at the top. Underneath the services we've provided, I say payment is due on this date. 
and don't say payment is due in seven days and then you leave them to calculate <laughs> the seven days from the date of the invoice that's 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 not going to work make sure you're specific on the date you want so that will make it clear to them that will make them realize that oh my gosh we need to make this payment by this date so have it in capital letters so have your the legal name of the business at the top obviously your name and address so legal name and address your name and address at the top then the date the invoice date is important if your vat registered vat number is on there then the date the work was requested and then what work it was how much it costs if there's v vat to be added on add it on the total to be paid should be in bold so tell them how much they need to pay and then at the bottom tell them payment is due on this day capital letters bold then your terms <clears throat> you continue with your terms deposit required on this day if there's a deposit required then these are our bank account details bank name bank account number sort code name of 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 the account very clear if you accept other payment methods now we're going to online invoicing do you accept paypal do you accept credit cards do you accept direct debits do you accept you know who knows there's so many so many payment methods so you're clear on what payments you you're, you're requesting and then another important one you tell them on the invoice please include the invoice number when you pay so that when they're making payment a lot of times i've seen clients when i'm making payments for them or when they're making payments they're wondering what should we write in the reference because you've not told them so make sure you add it on your invoice and say please include the invoice number when you pay so when you do that then they know what to include and try and make it an easy <laughs> invoice number there's some invoice numbers I see that look like a phone number. So just try and make it, you know, just try and make it easy for them, basically. Don't write a number that has like 18 characters, you know, and then they have to keep typing E, O, X, D, 9, 2, 8, and it's endless, you know. Just make it easy, you know. Invoice number 532, you know, it's so simple. So things like that will make your payments much easier Things like that will make them use your invoice number more actively than if it's like 18 characters long. It has letters, it has numbers, it has asterisks. They, they're not going to use it. They'll read it and think, I don't have the time. First of all, they can't copy and paste it. They have to type each letter in. So bear that in mind when you're creating your invoices. So I think we've covered payment terms quite in detail. And what you require when creating an invoice so if you listen to this episode and you listen to the previous episode you will know absolutely how to create an invoice so what other cool thing can you do so you're running a business maybe you're a one-man band or you have um maybe your daughter is helping you or your nephew or somebody or your brother or your sister somebody's helping you with your business what you can do which is really cool is you separate the payments from yourself 
So this is one thing that <clears throat> businesses, especially one-man bands and small businesses, don't do. But it is so cool. So what you do is you have a separate email address. And that email address, it's only billing that goes to that email address. So say you're using Gmail. You can just go in and create an email address that says accounts at and that's specifically for dealing with invoicing and accounting so you it would say accounts at yourcompany.com and then all your invoices come from that email and this has like a psychological effect on somebody who is receiving it imagine if you receive an invoice and it's from accounts at your electrician you know the name of your electrician's company you will know psychologically oh this must be something to do with payment and indeed it will be an invoice from your electrician and you will pay it and you will associate that email message with the payment because what i've noticed is that some business owners they have a really close relationship with their customers so they find it a little bit tricky to then start invoicing them and chasing them for payment because they feel like that can damage their relationship, you know, because it starts to change the dynamic of it. So it's always nice to have a separate email. And even if you're the same person sending the email, you, it does not feel like it's you. It feels like it's somebody completely different. That's, that's how the customer would view it. So they wouldn't put up as much a resistance as if it was coming from the business owner himself. Because with the business owner, they'll say, oh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll send payment, you know. We have a lunch date tomorrow anyway, you know, where we're going to discuss even more business. So don't worry, I'll pay you, you know. So it, it, it starts to become a little bit, you know, a little bit tricky. But if you... If you have a separate email and they're receiving a separate message from this email address, accounts at your business, and you're telling them, can you send me payment? They, they're now dealing with it slightly differently because they don't know who is sending it. So they can't exactly start to be, you know, over reluctant or, or, or you know, it, the relationship is not affected at all. So I find that that's a really cool trick for for businesses and and it also makes your business look bigger than it actually is so it shows that you have different departments and that's another cool thing so that's that's one of the ideas that I like to give my clients and I hope you can try it and see if it works because you're not paying a lot for an extra email address and it's one you can monitor so maybe every two to three times a week or once a week I don't know how many times you invoice your clients you can log in see what's going on see any responses see any invoices you need to send out and just use that or if you have somebody that helps you you can have them just manage that email address you know and let them be the ones sending out the emails you know so that you just get on with running your business and doing the work that needs to be done to serve your customers. Right, so what's next? So now that we've discussed what an invoice is, what should go on an invoice, how to send, uh, how to receive payments, 
how to communicate with a customer on the invoice, then we look at the different types of invoices. So many people don't realize that there are actually different types of invoices. So let's be clear. A sales invoice is an invoice you send to a customer. And then a purchase invoice is an invoice that a supplier sends to you. So if you hire an electrician to come and do all your lighting, you're expecting that electrician to invoice you. So that is a purchase invoice. And then if you're delivering, I don't know what you do in your business. It could be you're providing, okay, let's say a service. So if you're providing a service and maybe you're doing, you're a plumber and you go and do work, then you're sending an invoice to the customer. It's, it normally happens like if you, if you have a plumber and the plumber comes to see you, it's normally, he normally invoices you on the go. So after the work is done, he'll call you, you'll inspect it, you'll be happy, hopefully. And then he'll, you'll say, so how much are you going to charge me for this? He'll have quoted you before, but obviously maybe he had to buy more parts or something changed or I don't know. So he, at the end of the job, then you're asking him, so how much do I owe you? And he'll say, okay, before I quoted you 150 pounds, but because I, you know, the job was bigger than I thought, there were so many blockages, we had to buy more parts, we had to buy more pipes, so I'm going to quote you, I don't know, 350 pounds. And you're like, wow. So you're a business. You can't just go to the bank and get her 350 pounds and give it to him because you have to account for it. So this plumber is going to give you a sales invoice because he's made a sale in his business. So it's a sales invoice. So he'll give you the invoice and then boom, you make the payment and that's it. So on the plumber's side, it's a sales invoice. On your side, you hired the plumber. So it's a purchase invoice. So basically that's how it works. So a sales invoice is an invoice that any business will send out. So even if it's handwritten, because some people think, no, this is not a sales invoice because it's handwritten. Yes, it is. It's a request for payment from a business to anyone. It can be an individual. It can be another business. It's still a sales invoice. So that is one type of, of invoice. All of them are sales invoices. It can be a receipt. That's different. You know, that's different to a sales invoice. So how about a tax invoice so now this is where it gets it starts to get a little bit confusing I've, I've seen so many emails can you send me a tax invoice and they're like what is that what does it look like is it any different no it's not so a tax invoice are invoices that include VAT so if you're VAT registered and maybe say you make payments by direct debit because there are some payments that you make say to electricity or gas or something and it's by direct debit or phone bill it's by direct debit so if you're reclaiming that vat because if you're vat registered you get that vat back that you pay on top of your phone bill but the thing is to claim it back you need to have a record of being charged that vat that hmrc are going to give you back from your phone bill so it's always advisable to have that invoice so that if HMRC ever visit you and say, how did you claim this? Or even for your records, you know, 
if you're, you're, you're trying to inform HMRC that this is how much I paid, it's always good to have that actual invoice because exactly the VAT charged on that invoice is what HMRC are going to give you back. So you can't just have a rough estimate of what you think the VAT could be and put it on there and say, yeah, give, give this back to me. It has to be the exact amount on the purchase invoice from BT or whoever it is that your phone, you, you get your phone services. So that, my friends, is a tax invoice. So a tax invoice is an invoice that has VAT, you know, and VAT registered businesses, they send out tax invoices. So those are the invoices I say to you that have to have the VAT number on them, you know. So it's no different from any other invoice, but it's called a tax invoice because of VAT and because VAT is a tax and you reclaim it. That's the only difference between a sales invoice and a tax invoice. A sales invoice, a sales invoice can have VAT by the way, but it cannot be called a tax invoice because a sales invoice can have VAT. So yeah, it's a sales invoice stroke tax invoice, but a sales invoice without VAT cannot be called a tax invoice. So that's the difference. So the only thing on that invoice will be the VAT. So that is what the difference is. So I hope I've been clear and I've not confused you completely because this is quite, you know, it's, it's, it's quite a bit of information to take in. And I will try and move a little bit slower. I'm going to recap on this on my next episode and just talk you through all these things that we've discussed and and more because we're still talking about different types of invoices so there's so many different types that i'll go into and then we shall continue to talk about how to create an invoice blah 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 how to get paid the most important part of any business is how to get paid so but for now i'll let you go and we shall be speaking to you soon i'm looking forward to it thank you bye